Mail call, mail call. It's time for your late Monday evening mailbag. We're going to answer all the questions you sent in, and we'll talk a little bit about the news of the day as well. This is Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Locked On Twins. I'm your host, Brandon Warren, and you can find me on Twitter at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As a reminder, quick one, we just love to hear from you in the comments section. So if you're watching on YouTube, whether the video is live or recorded or whatever. We'd love to hear from you and chat with you, answer questions, ask questions, that sort of thing too. We are doing a mailbag episode, but if you have questions you want answered on the show in general, feel free to send them to me on Twitter at LockedOnTwins at Brandon underscore Warren. DMs are open. And with that said, we have to give some love to our friends over at Game Time because this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. More from our friends there in just a little bit. But we're gonna come into our opener, and honestly, I. I Set out the bat signal for questions earlier in the day on Monday. Had a couple of things pop up and crop up that prevented me from getting to this a little bit sooner. So many apologies, but we're going to dive right in here with, let's go with a, fu a fun one from at Twins After Dark. Thoughts on the 40-man roster crunch. Now, we're going to go over and visit... Our uh, our friends over at Roster Resource, great website, beautiful website, and it's it's going to be tricky. But I want to look at the forty man roster who has to jump back on because at the end of the season you have to reinstate everybody who they're going to lose via free agency, and then look at the prospects that they have to add. So. Just immediate guys who come to mind. Uh, well, Matt Cantorino and Jose De Leon will have to be activated. Uh, Tyler Malley activated. He'll be a free agent. Ovani Moran, uh, Oliver Ortega, Jose Miranda, Nick Gordon. So that's your 60. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys on the 60. Um, Malley, again, a free agent. Um, then it comes down to just who is or isn't safe. Uh, tough season for Simeon Woods-Richardson, Josh Winder, Varlin, Thielbar. If I look at the pitchers, I mean, maybe Cole Sands. But I really don't know if I see that. He's kind of their guy. Uh, obviously, free agents coming off like Dallas Keuchel, Sonny Gray. Um, the further we scan down, uh, Donovan Solano, possible non-tender of Kyle Farmer. Uh, Joey Gallo hitting free agency. Luplo going to be out of the picture. Stevenson probably out of the picture. 
by being outrighted, and then uh, Michael A. Taylor, free agent. So there's going to be some room for motion. I think, though, if we were to talk about pitchers who have to worry about their spots, um, I think that what they'll probably do is a minimalist approach to start, and then uh, some of these guys will get cut as the offseason goes along. So, you know, what will they do with Alcala, Balazovic, Cantorino, De Leon, Hedrick, Enriquez, um, Ortega? Uh, oh, Emilio Pagan's a free agent. I forgot to mention him. Uh, Sands, Winder, Richardson. Those are all kind of like the swingman arms that I think would kind of be near the top of the chopping block if it were to come to that. Um Honestly, I don't have a problem with any of those guys. I, you know, again, Ortega's probably one foot out the door. Um, he was decent enough when he was healthy, but he's just another guy. Um, so they're going to have room on the pitching side, which is good because the offense is going to be pretty tight. Uh, Nick Gordon, I mean, I know a lot of people talked about what his future looked like, but um, I think he stays on the 40 throughout the offseason out of options, so he'll have to make the team. but. Um, Luplo obviously going to be out of there. Stevenson, I suspect, will be outrighted. Um, but then when you look at on the question of who the Twins have to add or activate, uh, roster resource lists guys with an R5 next to them. So David Bonuelos, Jefferson Morales, Ricardo Olivar, and Kyle Schmidt at catcher. Um, at first base, you've got Alex Isola. Chris Williams, Aaron Sabato, Ruben, Rubel, sorry, Cespedes, Keone Cabaco, and Alexander Pena. Um, of those guys, I could see maybe, you know, Williams getting protected. I think, honestly, I think Sabato is going to get rule five by somebody and hit like 22 homers for the, um, like the A's next year. People are going to be upset. It's going to be like a 750 OPS. Nothing special. Yeah, Isola or Williams, one or the other of those two could probably help you. Um, Williams a little bit older, uh, actually almost two years older. Um, as far as infielders go, second base types, Austin Martin, Anthony Prado, Jose Salas, Johander Martinez. Um, I'd say Salas and Martin are slam dunks. Prado had, um, had a pretty nice year, like really nice year. Uh, at Triple A, Double A wasn't particularly good, but Triple A probably did enough of the 153 weighted runs created plus to get a long look. So we'll see about that. Um, also, he's close enough to the big leagues that it might matter. Junior uh, Severino, Andrew Bechtold, Seth Gray, Michael Hellman, as far as uh, infielder, can kind of play all over the place. Um, Yoiner Fajardo, Deshaun Kiersey, I think, could be in that mix. Uh, Alaric Solari, Willie Joe, Gary Jr., Emmanuel Rodriguez is going to be a slam dunk. Um, Will Holland is another one in that mix. Carlos Aguiar, Misael Urbina. Um, Holland was oof, rough at double A, so we're not going to see anything there. Aguiar, decent at A ball, but no rush there. And then Urbina, uh, really, really tough season at high A. So none of those guys in any real danger of being. Uh, snapped up um beyond that sean mooney um pitcher sean mooney is in that mix alejandro hidalgo uh mooney got to double a 
and walked everybody. So um, probably no rush to put him on there. Uh, Brian Medina, Develson Aria, uh, Francisco Peguero, who came over in, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Mitch Garber trade. Uh, Cody Lorison, Miguel Rodriguez, Austin Schofer, Alex Scherf, Hunter McMahon, Denny Bentley, and Isaac Matson among AAA relievers. Taylor Floyd, Reggie Grace, John Stankowitz, Matthew Swain, and Gabriel Yanez among AA. And then Samuel Perez as an A-ball reliever. So lots of names here that are going to be interesting. I don't know what they're going to do about relief pitchers. Uh, as far as starters go, I don't think Mooney's going to get protected. Um, I don't think Urbina is. Uh, Emmanuel Rodriguez will for sure. Kiersey, I think, is a decent-ish chance, um, but we'll see there. Um, Hellman, I'm really not sure about. He can play all over the place. Let's put up some pretty decent numbers, especially this year at AAA. I would add him, but it's going to come down to kind of a crunch. And, uh, yeah, you know, probably one catcher. Austin Martin will be added. Jose Salas probably going to be added based on the fact that he was a big part of a trade. So we'll see how that goes. Um, let's, uh, let's do one more, and then we'll take a quick pause. Twins after dark, wondering what the Twins are going to do with all these out, uh, infielders. I almost said outfielders. So – so 40-man, as things stand, you got Royce, Julien, Farmer, Correa, Miranda, Miranda, excuse me, Polanco, and Solano. So Solano will be out of the picture. Lewis, uh, sorry, not Lewis, Farmer may be out of the picture. But then you go down to the minors, and it's Severino and Prado, and Brooks Lee isn't far off. And so it becomes, you know, what's going to happen? I think what I'm looking at, at, and it's not something I'm super enthused about, but I think it's something that could happen, is a Jorge Polanco trade. And I don't want it, and I don't want to see it, because I think you should have good players. You should keep good players when you have them. But um, I really do think that it's going to get uh, tricky to keep all these guys. And so I think if you trade Polanco and get a decent starter for him, um, that does help patch up some of your question marks on a rotation that's going to lose. Um, oh, Kent Maeda. I forgot to mention Kent Maeda in addition to Sonny Gray. So we'll see what happens there. It won't be the only pitching move, but if they were to trade Polanco for someone, um, I could see that. And we're going to have all offseason to talk about that kind of stuff. So we will. But first, we need to go and have a chat about our friends at Game Time. All right, so the folks over at Game Time want to know if you've ever had a frustrating experience buying tickets. And I think it's fair to say we all have at some point or another, whether it's fees or it's not finding a ticket in the section you want, or they're just not available at a price point that you feel comfortable paying. Game Time wants to make sure that you don't have to worry about any of that stuff when buying tickets to your next big event. It's sports, music, comedy, theater events, anything that has to do with going out, these guys have covered. Last minute, great deals. Uh, you get a picture to see where your seat's going to be. You get the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And the guarantee, I think, 
is my favorite part. But we'll get to that in just a second. Um, they have last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Again, the picture from where you're going to be sitting, and it's uh, it's the only ticketing app that gives you a complete peace of mind with your purchase. You see the view, and not only that, but all the prices are shown up front, so you don't see any hidden fees. Two quick taps, and you have your tickets. And then there is the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same row and section for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Now, make sure you download the app, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, and uh, download the app, create an account, and use the code locked on MLB for 20 bucks off your first purchase that's locked on mlb all caps one word terms do apply of course again create an account and redeem code locked on mlb that's just like it sounds l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-m-l-b for 20 bucks off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right we're into the bullpen and thank you so much for making locked on twins your first listen every day. Make sure to check back all week, all off season, all that good stuff. We are going to be chock full of content for you. I have a lot of fun things planned, player interviews, see if we can get some front office types, and uh, just have some fun. Nothing you'll hear anywhere else. We'll change it up a little bit. Um, now we're coming back here with the last half of our mailbag. And then for the last segment, we're going to do a little bit of a wrap-up, uh, a little bit of a news du jour, but in the final segment instead of the first. All right, so let's go back to our questions here because our friend Greg had one that I was really, really excited to answer. Um, he says, if you had budget space for one $20 to $30 million player this offseason and you had to give it to one player, how would you use it? Okay. So let's walk back to the point where I said I would trade Jorge Polanco. I think between a trade for Polanco and signing a pretty good free agent, you know, not a stud, um, I think you can approximate the value combined of Sonny Gray and Kenta Maeda over the course of the season. Might be tough, but I'm signing Cody Bellinger. And I'm probably going to do an entire episode on it. But think about it. Where do the Twins need the most insurance? Byron Buxton had his knee scoped. Michael A. Taylor's hitting free agency. Twins need the help in center field, right? Well, let's just, let's just say Buxton heals up. Which, again, knock on wood, we're all hoping for. Well, then what do you... Well, Bellinger has played a ton of first base. He won't turn 29 until the all-star break next year. If there was ever a team set up to sign Bellinger and have it make a lot of sense, it's your twins. Um, they have room in the payroll because Buxton and Correa are both on below market deals for what players of their caliber get in free agency. Ordinarily, you'd say, oh, man, can't afford three players that caliber or four, three players – plus Pablo Lopez of that caliber. Well, this is where the Twins' financial flexibility comes into play. The fact that they've been so good with their budget since Falvey and Levine took over, um, Levine getting some interest for the Boston head job. Knock on wood, let's hope that doesn't happen. But it sounds as though 
Derek Falvey, regardless, will be staying put. Um, but they've done well with payroll efficiency since uh, since taking over. I think they're in a spot where they can still add a player of that caliber and probably shop the clearance racks for, you know, maybe an, an interesting reliever. I mean, maybe it's finally time for Brad Hand to come home. Um, but again, probably a cheap one-year minor league type deal. Uh, but if you sign Cody Bellinger and then, you know, you, you try to find a decent fourth starter in free agency who's maybe a little bit interesting and trade Jorge Polanco for uh, a decent three, if you can do that. Um, you know, that's when the wheels start turning as far as like, holy crap, Cody Bellinger mixing and matching between center and first. Depends are weak-ish at first. I mean, in theory, you'd expect one of Kirilov and Miranda and Julianne to play there. And so the, the, the ability to fill first base shouldn't be that difficult, but the ability to have some um, backup assistance in the form of Cody Bellinger would be huge. And also, too, Bellinger could just stay out there if Buxton comes back but doesn't handle center field. Um, you know, suddenly you've got Buxton in, I, I guess, probably left. But, um, yeah, so Cody Bellinger, though, is the, the big ticket guy that I would be going for. Um Let's see what else. Uh, Andrew Ludke has a good one. He said, is this finally the year the Twins signed Carlos Santana? Uh, honestly, I'm looking him up because uh, when he was flipped, I know he was having a, a okay season with the Pirates, but I don't know how it finished. Um, yeah, 97 weighted runs created with the Pirates, 107 with... Uh, I don't know. That's all chopped up weird. Why is Fangraphs making it look strange? Oh, postseason. Got it. Uh, so 101 weighted runs created plus, hit 240, didn't strike out, walked 10.5% uh, of the time, hit 23 homers. Honestly, you could sell me on this because um, if he hits, you know, his career rate is 242. If he walks 10% of the time, 10, 11, 12% of the time like he has and pops a few homers. There's some value there. Um, yeah, honestly, I think Andrew is probably being kind of cheeky, but why not at this point? I mean, he's going into his age 38 season. Um, he's actually six weeks younger than I am, so keep keep those 86ers in the game, please, I'm begging you. Um, yeah, no, I think I'd actually be on board with him as uh, an extra bat you know, DH type, first base type, and uh, a lot more likely than Cody Bellinger. But um, I wouldn't hate it, honestly. I, I would not hate that. So even if our friend Andrew was going for a funny little ha-ha-ha, um, no, he he cooked. He actually cooked there, um, which, is, uh, which is good. All right, let's take a quick second here to talk about our friends uh, with FanDuel. Almost read the wrong one. You don't want to do that. All right, so we're going to talk about our friends at FanDuel. We'll swing on back here and wrap things up with some news du jour, maybe a question or two, and get you out of here in a timely fashion. 
So our friends over at FanDuel would love you to know that October baseball is here. It is back. You can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's right. Just like Alex Kirilov, you can make your debut during the postseason. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Then you get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. You can bet on strikeouts, homers, who's going to win the game, macro, micro level stuff, whatever you want. Or if you don't want to wait for the entire game to get a W, you just predict what's going to happen in the next at bat with quick bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate with uh, $200 in bonus bets guaranteed this postseason. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right, we're coming down the home stretch. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. As I said, we're going to be hitting it hard with content all offseason long. Maybe uh, maybe we can get a guest from uh, someone who just, just retired a former twin. We'll talk about that here in a little bit more in our news du jour section. So, first of all, uh, Devin Smeltzer and Chichi Gonzalez have elected free agency from the Miami Miners. Uh, so, a couple guys taking off the 40-man roster, eligible for minor league free agency, just doing their thing, but a couple of twins, former twins, so we're just filling you in because that's how news du jour works. Uh, Jordan Alvarez struggled in game one with a virus and that virus was so nasty that he hit two homers in game two <laughs> you just can't get this guy out nine for 23 in the postseason six home runs so 66.7 percent of his hits have been home runs and if i'm not mistaken eight of the nine are extra base hits because i want to say he had a pair of doubles too so just a, a man on a mission but Framber Valdez gets knocked around in two and two-thirds. He gets five runs, four earned. Did strike out six, but uh, gets the gate in the third. And the Rangers hang on. Actually, the, it was almost a bullpen disaster class at the end there. Raldis Chapman giving up a homer and Jose Leclerc walking a pair, but getting the final four outs. Um, Nelson Cruz is going on a retirement tour. Now, before you start boohooing and uh, all that stuff, it's a Lydum retirement tour. So he's going to go on a six-game Dominican Winter League retirement tour with Gigantes del Chibao next month as part of the Lydum, um, the league that is in, uh, in the Dominican. So uh, released by the Padres in July, 43 years old, really no idea if uh, he's going to have any suitors this offseason. Um, don't know if he had any the, during the season. Uh, you know, the um, you know the Padres dumping him. He didn't land anywhere else. I mean, maybe he finds a, a minor league deal and, and goes to camp with somebody, but it, it seems tough to me to feel like there's going to be much of a chance for him next year. So uh, he'll retire from Lydum. And then we'll see what happens with MLB there. But uh, happy trails in Lydum to Nelson Cruz. And 
I think MLB is probably not too far behind. Trevor May retired on Monday and uh, ripped John Fisher on the way up. Trevor May retired on his Twitch stream, which uh, maybe the most Trevor May thing I could imagine. Uh, and the, he, this is his quote because he was um, he's very interactive on Twitch. He said, "Sell the team, dude. Sell it, man. Let." Someone who actually like takes pride in the things they own, own something. There's actually people who give a crap censored about the game. Let them do it. Take mommy's mommy and daddy's money somewhere else. Dork. And that's just a classic Trevor May moment. Classic Trevor May win. And he went on. Um, if you're going to be a greedy bleep, own it. There's nothing weaker than being afraid of cameras. Do what you're going to do, bro. Whatever. You're a billionaire. They exist. You guys have all this power. You shouldn't have any because you haven't earned any of it. But anyway, whatever. Um, May got his 10 years of service at the end of the season. And so he spent his first six with the Twins, two with the Mets, um, finished it up with the A's. But, uh, you know, in all, just a, a very strong career. And uh, one of the more interesting guys that I ever talked to in the clubhouse. So uh, we bid him adieu. We bid him happy retirement and definitely big things still coming from Trevor May. We have not heard the last of him. And the last thing, I don't know how twins related it is, but uh, Kim Eng was not fired. Um, they parted ways after three seasons, official Monday morning. And as this stuff kind of progressed, it became uh, clear that the Marlins wanted to hire a president of baseball operations to work above her. And she just was not cool with that. I mean, it was, uh, let me just read the report here. Um, Jeff Passan, ESPN's Jeff Passan, said that they uh, they wanted to hire a president of baseball operations, uh, which would seemingly bump her back down into second in terms of decision-making. Um, there are people making it a gender thing. There are people making it a lot of things. I think, though, if you just strip it down to the nature of the job, nobody should have to stay put while someone gets put above them in a role that they may more or less filled and capably for multiple years beforehand. When the twins replaced Terry Ryan, Rob Anthony took over and then he had a half season and Falvin Levine took over. Not the same situation because it was an interim situation, but Rob regained a role in the organization and, and as far as I can tell, is still there to this day. Um, but a little different situation. It wouldn't have been unreasonable to go from a one-person power structure to two. Um, I don't know how uncommon it is to hire those people separately, but for whatever reason, the twins hired theirs together. A lot of them hired theirs together. But the bigger issue is that they were going to do this and not have um, Kim be the, the president of baseball operations. They were going to leapfrog her with whoever they end up landing. And so 
honestly, like that's just a slap in the face. And again, it doesn't, it, it's not solely because she's a woman like th- that plays a role in representation. It plays a role in, um, you know, if you've ever said, I just want the best person to do the job. Well, in theory, if the best person was always hired, a woman would have been hired before now. So it's an, it's a valiant, reasonable thing to hope for. It just isn't backed up by any of the data. And I think Kim will land somewhere quickly in a very good role. Will it be a lateral move? Will it be a step back? It's really hard to say. You know, it's like when a player gets released and then signs somewhere else as a backup. It's easier to back up or be in a lower role somewhere else than it is where you were before. So will she factor in the Red Sox decision-making? I mean, part of me selfishly hopes so, so that Thad Levine gets to stay here. But um, it's going to be interesting because I think, you know, Levine having East Coast ties – uh, accomplishing a lot of things with the twins, completely turning things around in a lot of respects. But last year they had unfinished business. Did they finish that business to the point where he, Levine in this case, feels like he can or should leave? Does he want to work in a, I mean, are they, are they going to put him in a one person department? I really doubt it because it's Boston, uh, you know, one person role where it's him and then everyone else. Um, so I don't know, but if uh, if Kim Ng does uh, land anywhere, I would keep an eye on Boston, um, and then who knows what the role will look like. But definitely uh, a frustrating situation, and not only that, but a lot of people just saying, hey, what's the big deal? Why do you care? Why is someone putting out that much energy asking someone else why they care? A lot of people care about this. And you don't have to be some sort of, uh, you know, person who's just doing it to push an agenda. Treat people with respect. Doesn't, doesn't a political thing. This isn't a, any of that. You would feel disrespected if someone hired you to do your job beside you, let alone above you, but your job. Do better, Miami. Do better. I feel like we've been saying this for years. Do better. Marlins organization. That's all I got. Uh, this has been another Lockdown Twins. I'm going to probably come back uh, sometime this week with a thing I've been working on about stats you probably missed with the Twins over the course of the season. Now, the offseason can be a little difficult to drum up stuff, especially if it doesn't start quickly, as we know the Twins offseasons typically don't. So, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. But for now, I'm just signing off saying thank you so much for hanging out. Like, subscribe, click all those buttons, five-star reviews, you name it. Otherwise, this is Brandon Warren signing off saying thank you so much. This has been Locked on Twitter.